Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Content Maximizer Podcast. Today, I have got a real treat for you. In this podcast, we're going to be interviewing Jeff Yang. Now, Jeff is the digital marketing director for eWeb Marketing and has worked with brands such as MTV, Optus, QB Insurance, Samsung, and Bingley. Jeff has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs and senior digital marketers on how to generate significant increase in leads and sales through the enormous impact of LinkedIn. The key is to learn how to use it effectively. So in this podcast, we're going to hear the system that Jeff uses on LinkedIn to identify key decision makers within his target market, how he engages with them one-on-one, and convert them into the qualified business opportunities. So let's get started into the podcast. Welcome to the Content Maximizer podcast, where we share ideas, tools, and interviews to help you maximize from the internet so you can get more sales, increase customer loyalty, and accelerate your market authority. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cho. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? I am excellent. Thanks for uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us today. I am very excited about this interview. Me too. Happy Thursday. I know. We have known each other for um, for many years, and now I'm... we are both in the um, in the digital marketing space. And you're doing some pretty spectacular things using social media for lead generation. Ah, thank you very much. Yes, um, it's it's something that's relatively new and a different mindset on how to use uh, social media mm-hmm. in terms of generating leads and being able to measure your social media activity to a dollar amount, which is pretty tough to do on most social media channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and so that's why I was really keen to invite you to, to our podcast so that you can share with our listeners, you know, things that they can do, you know, from a social media standpoint, especially for lead generation. So um, so before we get into it, you know, can you maybe tell us, you know, your background in relations to, to social media? Sure. My background is a bit unique. My experience with social media was actually born out of my hatred for it. So, you know, going back, going back uh, three years ago, I got fed up. I, I saw social media as a complete waste of time, mainly because you know, I really don't have much of an interest. And this is just me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what people are eating. Uh, mm. I'm, I, I'm personally a, a selfie person. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if I, if I want people's, uh, pictures of people's babies and their pets, I'm just the person that will actually just go and, and visit them. You know mm. what I mean? So, yep. you know, having all of that information, you know, shoved and in, in my face and, and taking up so much time, you know, really, you know, painted social media in a, in a bit of a bad light for me. Mm-hmm. I, I disconnected myself off Facebook. I never registered on, on Twitter. My LinkedIn profile was dormant. I think I had uh, 26 connections, you know, for a period of three years. So yeah, really had really had no interest in social media whatsoever. And you know, whenever I tell this story, it's surprising how many people go, "Oh my God, thank God, we're exactly the same way." Mm, but 
but how I got into it in, in terms of using social media is when my business, I'm a digital director mm. at eWeb Marketing and, and we're one of Australia's most awarded um, search and online marketing agencies. Mm -hmm. So we help businesses drive more traffic, more leads, more inquiries um, through their websites and other online channels. Mm -hmm. Now, over the past five years, online marketing has become a lot more challenging mainly because the education factor, like more people know about things like search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. You've got mobile devices now uh, that have changed the game. Social mm -hmm. media has certainly changed the game. Mm -hmm. And the way people can access your business is a, a, lot, a lot greater. They've got, they've got far more channels mm -hmm. that they can access your business now, whereas five years ago, it was just through um, search networks like mm -hmm. Google and Yahoo. Mm. So. Because the the landscape be, became more challenging, uh, eWeb decided to to target a, a a larger client, a different a different audience. Mm -hmm. We were specialized in the small business sector, and mm -hmm. then we decided to move into the enterprise space. Mm -hmm. And to cut a long story short, we were unknown to mm. you know like the big four banks, and we were unknown to the large accounting firms and the the large consumer brands like Coca Cola. Mm -hmm. And that was that was who we wanted to target. Mm. So, you know, how I got into social media was all the other channels just didn't work. Mm. I did cold calling, I did emails, I went to networking events, spent a lot of money at expos, mm -hmm. and they generated very, very poor um, results mm -hmm. and, and very, very poor leads. Mm. So, I got introduced to uh, social media as a means to um, find my ideal audience. Mm -hmm. build my personal brand online so that my audience would view me as an expert in a particular subject matter or a particular industry. And then I found a way to actually move relationships from online to offline. And that is where the secret lies. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the, one of the, still one of the things that frustrates me about social media is that no one actually gives you a way to move relationships from online to offline. And when you're talking B2B, I'm, I'm, I'm in business to business. So when you're talking business to business lead generation, you really need to know how to do it effectively. Mm -hmm. You know, the sale doesn't happen online. Mm -hmm. The sale happens offline. Mm -hmm. So how well you can engage your audience online and then them offline is the secret sauce. Yeah. So basically, it's really your, your personal experience and what you have done to generate leads through social media. And from yes. there, um, you know, you've now gained your, it become one of your expertise. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, you know, mainly because no one else is, it seems to be doing it. <laughs> Everyone else just seems to be focusing on, you know, generating more likes and, and, and building their online communities. But, you know, uh, very few companies make millions of dollars using that method. Mm. Whereas I've been able to bring in millions of dollars worth of new business revenue mm -hmm. into eWeb marketing yeah. by not focusing on those things and by focusing on just a, a core target audience, yeah. a niche audience, a niche industry and be able to effectively move that relationship offline. Yeah, that, that's brilliant. So, so Jeff, what is your, um, your favorite social media platform and why? <laughs> My favorite social media platform is definitely LinkedIn. Uh -huh. uh, the reason being is because out of all the other social media channels, it's the only one that relates best to B2B. It's a business-to-business -business, um, social media channel. So that's one of the reasons why I love it. And I love it because LinkedIn, you don't get the distractions or the fluff 
you get with the other social media networks. So mm-hmm. you won't see people putting up what they ate for breakfast this morning on <laughs> on yes. LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and you don't get people putting pictures of selfies or you know uh, videos on their their you know drunken nights out uh, on the weekend. So it cuts a lot of that that personal conversation uh, out yeah. of the business conversation. Mm-hmm. That's why I love it. Yeah, and and I and I agree with you, and, and and I'm sure the listeners who are listening to this go, yeah, I know LinkedIn is awesome for business, but but you know I don't know how to do it. A lot of people don't do it right. So Jeff, what what do you think are like the common mistakes that people make when they when they're using LinkedIn? Uh, there's quite a few, but <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna focus on mm-hmm. I'm gonna focus on uh, just a just a few. So mm-hmm. the first one is definitely. Uh, people don't have an objective for social mm. media, so have a purpose for it. You know, understand what you're going to use it for. So my objective is to generate leads and mm-hmm. sales using uh, social media, yep. and therefore there's a tangible result I can measure my activity to. So, for example, if I spent an hour a day on LinkedIn, I can I can measure and go okay this this hour a day on LinkedIn has equal to me bringing on a million dollars this quarter. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So by having a by having a, a clear objective on what you're going to use it for and, and what part of the business you're going to enhance by using this social media tool, you then can identify what is measurable outcome. Yes. And having that will. Having that, having that mindset or having that view, you then start measuring it in terms of your likes and your comments and things like that. That's the biggest mistake. Mm. Likes and comments don't make you money. No. You know, having it for an objective and, and being able to have a tangible outcome is where it really benefits your business. So you might use it to build your database. You might use it to find, uh, you know, employees. Mm-hmm. You might use it for sales like I do. But each of those objectives, you would have a clear outcome at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree with you. And and I think in addition to that is um, when you're having the objective is then how much time you're going to plan to invest in it and what is the quantitative measure of, um, of the action that you're going to take. So, for example, exactly. I'm going to target um, five people or 10 people in this hour that I'm going to put in there so so you can actually put a number towards that. 100%. That, and that's the secret. That's the secret. Mm-hmm. Once you have that number, then you can measure whether the time and investment you're spending is equaling uh, a result for your business. Yeah, whether it gives you a good ROI. From, yes, from yes. That. Yeah. Any Most other- people have yeah. So, any other common mistakes that you see people make? Yeah. The, the other common mistake, the other common mistake that I see people doing on on social media, especially on LinkedIn, is they try and be everything to everyone. Mm. Now, there's that age-old saying that you're not going to please everyone, right? Correct. So, why even try? My success has come from targeting and eliminating, you know, the the audience as much as possible, so that I hone in on a on a on a niche audience. Uh, a niche industry, and that way you can you can be sure that all of your communication to them is for them, and you can please them. Mm. I hope I'm hope making sense in in, yep. in that direction. Absolutely, so, yes. Uh, yeah, the opposite angle. Rather than trying to be a light bulb approach and 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 try and touch uh, uh, everyone and, and and be everything to everyone, 
I go more for the laser beam approach, yeah, um, yep. and increase that intensity, and the results come a lot quicker and faster, and then uh, choose to branch out from there. Yeah, I mean, in marketing, one of the most powerful words is called niche, right? When you niche, when you focus, then you can target your communication a lot clearer for that specific um, individual or that yes. specific market. Like we talk yes. about this thing called the avatar. You know, the, the, you know yes. your perfect customers, how do they look like, what do they do, what do they enjoy, what is important to them, what is their problems. And then, so then all your communication focuses on that and it's so much easier to do that rather than, you know, having a general chat. General chat is just fluff and really gets you nowhere, does it? 100%, yeah. And for a second there, I thought you were talking about, you know, big, tall, blue people running around a planet called Pandora. <laughs> Avatar, but I, I think I get what you mean. Your ideal your ideal customer. Yes. Just figure out who your ideal customer is, who do you make the most amount of money from, who do you enjoy working with best, who do you have the most amount of success with mm -hmm. and just focus your uh, attention on them. Mm -hmm. And the, I guess the third thing is what I touched on on before mm -hmm. is, you know, the the other mistake that people people do is they, they put all this time and effort into building their online communities, but they do nothing to move that relationship offline. Mm -hmm. So that would I, I would say would be the the third biggest mm -hmm. people making. They have yeah. no plan or strategy to move the the online relationships into an offline environment. Yeah. Oh. Or it's kind of like moving these um, pros like prospects, I guess, you know, at the initial stage along the, the sales funnel, you know, from, yes. yeah, from someone who, well, who, well they actually before even a prospect is a suspect, from a suspect to a prospect to then become a lead. So having a really clear path and what action you take to move the individual from one end to the other and ideally you, you want them to then become a customer. 100%. Oh, there is actually one more, very, very important one, mm -hmm. um, which is the mistake that most people make is they sell and promote themselves yes. too much. They either try and sell their products or services or promote themselves uh, too much. Mm -hmm. And what, what happens then is that you just come across as someone who's a, a spruker or a seller or a promoter. Yes. Um, you, you certainly don't come across as a thought leader or an expert. Mm. So my rule of thumb is I never sell, I never promote any of my services or e-web services. Mm -hmm. What I choose to do is share information that's educational and that adds value to my, to my target audience. Mm -hmm. And then what then happens is because I'm not trying to sell anything or promote anything, they see me as a thought leader, they see me as an expert, mm. which helps me then to move that relationship offline. Yeah, absolutely. So, so having talked about the common mistakes that people make on um, on LinkedIn and on social media, um, what are what are the top three things that people can change in their LinkedIn profile to better position themselves? Sure. Uh, the three main things. The first thing is definitely the profile photo. It's the first thing people notice when they hit your LinkedIn profile. So you definitely need to update that first. Mm -hmm. And a good profile photo looks like a passport photo. It, that's, the, that's the best way I can, I can explain it. Mm -hmm. You know, something from the shoulder 
up, you've got eye contact, there's no distractions uh, in the background, and make sure you wear professional attire, you're making eye contact and you're smiling as well. Show a bit of personality in that, in that, photograph, in that um, photo. Yes. That's, that's something that, yeah, people, people don't, get, don't get right. The main reason why it is the most important thing is because people have very short attention spans. Mm-hmm. So when they come to your profile, you want to, be, you want to convey to them as quickly as possible who you are and what you're about. And the only way to do that in a, in a millisecond is through your, your profile photo. So that is definitely the first uh, tip that I can, I can make sure mm-hmm. to, yeah. to, uh, to do. Yeah, that's yeah. a great point. What, what did they say? A picture speaks a thousand words? 100 percent yes yeah and more importantly you know when people hit this is this i mean linkedin is a is a web page at the end of the day yes and statistics studies have shown that when a visitor hits your website or your web page it takes them 0.2 of a second to to decide whether they like your site and whether they want to continue using it or not Mm -hmm. so when you when you're working with 0.2 of a second you want to make sure that your profile photo Mm conveys the right sort of message. You, you don't want to make people think when they come to your profile what you're doing in your photo or you know, you, you don't want to um, uh, not be engaging mm. you know, when they hit when your profile. So I can't stress enough how yeah. important your profile photos. Yeah. yeah. A, a nice, the second thing... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. Oh, continue. Sorry. It's I was okay. going to say a, a nice, mighty um, photo is, is inviting and that's what you want them to do. You want to invite them to read more on your profile oh definitely definitely oh, you'd be surprised Lisa that you know I, I travel around um, uh, Australia you know sharing this sort of information and, and teaching people how to use you know social media to generate leads mm-hmm. and I always play a game with them I always show you know five or six different um, LinkedIn photos and I ask people you know would they connect or wouldn't they connect just based on the, on the photo mm-hmm. and the stuff people pick out is, is phenomenal you know mm-hmm. oh the hair this and you know, I, I like the the earrings, or I, I don't like how uh, the, the the shirt that the guys wear. Like, just you know, uh, in a split second, they're mm. able to pull all this all this data out unconsciously. So yeah. that's why it's so important to update your your photo first. Mm-hmm. And 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 when when someone looks at it, it doesn't make them think. They just go right. I get it, mm. and, and they move on to the other areas of your of your profile. So the second thing mm-hmm. that you need to update is uh, on LinkedIn is your LinkedIn title. Now, don't make the mistake that pretty much 95% of people make on LinkedIn, which is they put their title mm-hmm. in the title area. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why you would not use your title is most titles are not that descriptive. Yeah. Yep. If I'm a director of a, if I'm a, I'm a director of eWeb, and I have just director eWeb marketing, it doesn't clearly express to you what I'm an expert in. Mm-hmm. So what I what I do for my LinkedIn headline is I choose to use keywords. Mm. So I use keywords like conversion rate optimization, e-commerce optimization, um, generate leads and sales online. Because using descriptive keywords like that, it very quickly and easily conveys to you what I'm an expert in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, so that's quite important. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that. Um, uh, well, the search engine index stats. So with keywords, when people go on LinkedIn and actually search for professionals that do specific things, that get indexed, and then your profile shows up as well. So the keywords yes, really important. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, that's that's a side benefit as as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first benefit is definitely to be more intuitive to your target audience. So when they yes. come to your profile, very quickly clear what you're an expert in. Mm-hmm. But yes, as you said, excellent point is that that headline area is a, a main a main uh, feature area where LinkedIn pulls data when mm-hmm. people search for your products or services. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so it helps you Yes, and awesome. what is the third thing that our audience can do to better <laughs> profile their... Um, yeah, we're getting some really good stuff here. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I, I always do do my best to add value. Uh-huh. Uh, the third most important thing is the professional summary. Now, the biggest mistake, and this is pretty much 99 people, uh, 99% of people on, on LinkedIn make this mistake. Their summaries sound like a resume. Uh-huh. Now. If you're using this as a, as a sales tool or a lead generation tool, I'm going to share some golden advice that I was told from my sales mentor many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Your customers don't care about you. Mm-hmm. What they care about is what you can do for them. Yep. Yeah? So when you're writing out your LinkedIn profile, don't write it like a resume because it, all you're doing is you're talking about yourself. Exactly. Yeah? What you need to do is you need to look at using your professional summary area as a marketing tool, yeah? Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is that, that, that section, you need to start talking about your customers. Mm-hmm. You need to talk about, you need to identify who your customers are. You need to talk about their pain points. You need to talk about their pleasure points. Um, uh, and then once you've, once you've covered off those items, then they're going to want to know who you are and, and what you're an expert in. And that's when you can talk a little bit more about yourself. Mm. But certainly in the first instance, you, you want to be talking all about them and mm-hmm. not about yourself. So when you, when you say you talk all about them, can you elaborate a bit of that or maybe give um, an example? Sure. The first thing that you should do as soon as someone reads your professional summary, you should address your target audience. Mm -hmm. So this means that you need to be clear on who your avatar is. Mm -hmm. So my avatar are digital marketing directors, Mm -hmm. heads of online, e-commerce managers, and chief marketing officers because I'm I'm targeting enterprise businesses. Mm -hmm. Now, they are the titles that belong to the roles that manage their uh, digital and advertising, Yes. right? So I start my professional summary off qualifying. Are you a digital marketing manager, head of online, or e-commerce manager who's involved in your organization's digital strategy? That is the first sentence Mm -hmm. that someone will read when they come to my profile. Mm -hmm. So automatically, it's about them. I'm addressing them, Mm -hmm. yes? And basically, I'm saying, if you're not, don't bother no, reading. Yeah, exactly. You're in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. Which is the case because of what exactly, which is exactly what I what I want um, to yes. happen. Then the next part of the uh, summary, I would look at highlighting a pain point, mm-hmm. and uh, market market statistics are a great way to highlight pain points. So I could use something like um, a recent ADMA study showed that the average conversion rate of a we- of an Australian website is only 1%. This means that all your hard-earned dollars to bring 100 customers to your website, only one is turning into a inquiry or a sale. So I'm highlighting a pain point, mm-hmm. right? So then what I look at doing is highlighting a pleasure point. 
Imagine being able to test and measure elements on your website to improve that conversion rate from 1% to 2% to, to 10%. Mm -hmm. Imagine what that would do to your bottom line profits and online revenue generating activities. Mm -hmm. So I'm highlighting a pleasure point there. Imagine it was 2%. You mm. double your profits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all I'm, 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 I've not talked about myself at all mm -hmm. in that period. I've talked all about my clients and I've highlighted a pain point and I've highlighted you know, um, what their desirable outcome is. Then after that, my prospects are going to ask this question. That sounds great, but why should I listen to you, Jeff? Mm. And that is where I call you, you must earn the right. This is where you're allowed to talk about yourself. Mm -hmm. Once you've addressed who they are, their pain points and their pleasure points, then you have the right to talk about who they are because they want to know who you are. And in this point, you just answer that question. You know, you talk about your qualifications, you talk about the results that you've been able to, to achieve. Uh, you may you may want to talk about your your company and, and the clients that you work with. Mm -hmm. So this is that is the section where you can talk about yourself. But in the very beginning, mm. it must all be about your target audience, yeah. your avatar. Oh, I, I love what you just shared there. It's a, it sounds like some um, uh, sales copywriting there. But, you know, and, and that's what it is. You've got to focus on on the person who's reading it. It's about addressing them. And it filters too. When you put RUA and the different titles of the people that you target, um, <clears throat> it helps you filter. Yeah, 100%. You're 100% right. This sales copy, and it's designed It's designed for them to, to say yes at every single stage. Mm -hmm. Are you uh, blah, blah, blah? Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, Do you have these pain, pain points? Yes, yes. Would you, know, you, would like, you like to look like this? <laughs> yes. You know, you're getting them to say yes You know, as, as they move through that professional summary. Mm. Now, if your summary read like a resume, they certainly wouldn't be answering that question. Yes. No, it would be a bit boring, wouldn't it? And you'd just yes, be like everyone exactly. else. And what you want to yes. do is you want to stand out. So, so that's great. So now I know Jeff. One of your um, your your specialty is helping businesses generate leads from social media yes. and from from LinkedIn. So, yes. um, you know, can you you know maybe share with the audience what are you know some of the things people can do to um, you know to generate leads from LinkedIn? Yeah. Well, we discussed a few of the common elements. One is being clear on who your avatar is mm -hmm. yeah because then it makes it very easy to find them on social media channels mm -hmm. you know LinkedIn has an advanced search tool allowing you to search by titles mm -hmm. yeah so if you if you understand what titles belong to your target audience it there is they're very very easy to find mm -hmm. you can then filter those results down to location you can filter those look you can filter those results uh, to industry as well. Mm -hmm. You can filter them down to you know how they're connected to you. You know mm -hmm. what distance they're connected, whether they're a first degree, second degree, third degree, or or, um, or further. Mm -hmm. And you can also use keywords. You know, if you're targeting a particular uh, uh, a prospect that works with particular software systems or uh, 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 business groups, you can you can also use a keyword field to filter those search results even further. So being really clear on your avatar is imperative mm -hmm. because it makes them very easy to find. Mm -hmm. on, on uh, social media networks. Once you've found them, 
this is the this is the area where people make the most amount of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Personalize your your messages to them. Don't just send them the boring standard. Oh, I'd like to you know connect with you on on, on LinkedIn. Mm. Actually address them. You know, hi Lisa. Hope you're well. Came across your profile and noticed that you know we're both connected to John Smith from eWeb Marketing in Common. For networking purposes, I'd love to invite you to my business network on LinkedIn. Regards, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I always send a personal message like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pr- yeah. Well, nineteen. I would say ninety-eight percent of the invitations I get on LinkedIn are the standard ones. So when you when you actually write something personalized, right away you stand out. One hundred percent. Now, there's a number of reasons why you you must, if you're going to be using it as a tool to generate leads, why you must personalize. LinkedIn has very stringent anti-spam regulations. Mm-hmm. They don't like you connecting with people that you don't know, mm. right? And most of your success will be from connecting with people that you've never met before. Yes. So, all it takes is five people to say they don't know you or report you as spam and your account gets restricted. How do I know this? I've been restricted five times. <laughs> so I have tried every trick in the book to, um, to speed up the, the connection rate and, and nothing, nothing beats a, a personalized uh, message. So unless you're, you're, wanting, unless you're into groveling to, to LinkedIn when you get restricted, uh-huh. um, p- go ahead, send that, send that personalized template message. But if you're someone that wants to add value to your community, want to be seen as an expert, want to uh, have a, as close to a 100% connection rate as possible, mm-hmm. and want to have a personal brand of someone of substance, mm-hmm. then you would write a, a personalized message each time. And look, at the end of the day, I use a template. You know, mm-hmm. I, I use, I, I've got 20 or 30 templates uh, mm-hmm. that I use for, for different scenarios and different connections and, 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 and different uh, reasons uh, for connecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just change, I just fill in the blanks. I just fill in the name and title and company and reason and, and, and how we're connected. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still a very speedy process, yep. but by personalize your, personalizing your, your message, you make the other person feel good and it also means it also shows that you've paid some attention to their profile. Mm, great. So once you've connected with them, what can you do to bring them from online to offline? Once you've connected with them, it's very important that you educate them now. So this is where uh, I would use status updates to share information, and not just any old information. I only share information that I love. Mm-hmm. So if I if I, I'm always actively looking at educating myself. Now, if you're a successful entrepreneur, you would do you'd be doing the same thing. Always looking for you know. Uh, ways to educate yourself and, and what's new on the marketplace and, and how you can add more value to your community. So every day I'm, I'm reading blogs, I'm watching videos, I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing content. Now when I come across something that I love, uh, which is you know uh, uh, quite often, I'll go, wow, this is a wonderful article. I really love it. So I know my audience is going to love it. And mm-hmm. what I do then is I share that content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm consistent. You know, I, I tend to do a status update at least three to five times a week. So that's okay. more than a day. Yeah, yep. I, I do. I do at least um, at least three a week. Uh, but you know, uh, ultimately, you want to do you want to do a, a status update once a day uh, mm-hmm. on on LinkedIn. And what that does is, you know, people start to link your name with awesome content 
around a particular subject matter. Yeah. yeah. And if they see it often enough and they read some of these articles and they're great articles, you start building yourself as an expert. Because mm -hmm. remember, you're not selling, you're not promoting. Mm -hmm. You're educating and you're offering your thought leadership mm -hmm. on, on the stuff that you read. And people will then naturally start to build you up as, a, as an expert or, or, or someone of value. Now, once you've given that enough time, normally it's about four weeks um, that I will, will you know, um, add value to a new connection. Uh, and then after that four-week period, I, I literally just get back in touch with them and ask them for a coffee. Mm. You know, again, it's a, it's a social setting. I just say, hey, you know, uh, we've been connected for a few weeks, so, you know, I thought, so thought I'd get in touch and would love to face the connection. Would you be open to having a coffee in the next couple of weeks? And you'd be surprised at what the response rate is. Mm. I, get anywhere between a, I get anywhere between a 20 to 50% response rate to my coffee invites. So in any given week, that's two to five uh, if I send out 10 connection requests, mm -hmm. uh, 10 coffee invites, sorry, mm -hmm. that's anywhere between two to five meetings mm. per week. And right? that, that's great, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know any other, any other lead generation platform that can put you in front, face-to-face, -face, in front, with your target audience, free of charge, except mm -hmm. for your time. Exactly, and, and the thing is, these days, is really hard to get through gatekeepers. Um, so by doing this, you are totally going past the gatekeeper unless they got, you know, the gatekeeper to look after their LinkedIn, which I doubt. Um, then, you know, it really allow you to establish a, a direct connection and they get a sense of who you are and what you do even before the, um, the coffee. Yes, 100%. And the beauty of social media is that people still feel they're in control with it yes. because they have, the, they have the option to remove you or report you as spam or delete it or whatever it may be. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it does, it does put the power into, in, in their position. So the more you can, you can make your communication valuable, the more open they'll become in terms of accepting your communication. I get people waiting. I, you know, if I miss a if I miss a status update for a couple of days, I get people messaging me going, "Hey, you've gone quiet. You know, where where where, where is the where is this awesome information? You know what I mean? So yes. you you do get people hanging on. You you do you do form your own community in yes. that sense um, yes. that uh, love that want to hear communication from. I, and I totally get that. I got people on Facebook that go, "Hey, Lisa, you've been quiet. We haven't exactly, seen, exactly. hasn't seen photos lately." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Particularly when I go on holidays, you know, my my activity, my activity gets a bit quiet. Um, you know, I, I tend to get a I tend to get a few uh, private messages. But it's such a good feeling. It's a good feeling knowing that that you're adding value and that uh, there's a community out there that, you know. Um, Look forward uh, to your, your. Looks forward to yeah. Look yeah. forward forward to your communication, and to me, that's the most important thing. Yes. You know the the meetings and the sales and all that sort of stuff come later. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, my main objective is to add value to my Ab community. Absolutely. Um, now with LinkedIn, there's this thing called a premium account. Um, yes. It, tell us a little bit about it, Jeff. I mean, is it worth it? Uh, What's okay, your opinion? Prim my, it's it's yes and no answer. Um, it's it's worth it if your activity is consistent. Mm -hmm. So if you're already using LinkedIn to generate leads and opportunities, and you're doing regular status updates and you're adding value and things like that, then yes, uh, having a premium account certainly does uh, uh, benefit you 
because you're able to you know view more search results and you're able to unlock some more um, search filters you know in your, in your advanced search and um, you know you, you get other uh, tools like what they call a, a profile organizer mm -hmm. meaning that you can save people's profiles to different folders as okay. well and, and use it like a bit of a bit of a CRM system. Mm -hmm. um, so you do get you you get features like that, but that's only beneficial if your activity is consistent. Um, if it's not, you know, if you're not already generating leads, if you're not already you know doing service updates consistently, if you're not already making connections consistently with your with your avatar, then it would be a complete waste of money. Mm, okay, so it's really when when that when your activity is is consistent and you're using it like like pretty much on a daily basis, like what you what you said. Yeah, then yeah, it, it, yeah. then it maybe it's worthwhile to uh, consider on a, on a consistent basis. Yeah, if you're if you're using it and you're already generating results, measurable. Remember, you know, mm -hmm. if you've got an objective and you're using it and you're meeting those um, uh, objectives and those outcomes, then pay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Then pay. Okay, yeah. cool. So, um, so just take a step back. How do you see, you know, with social media and what's happening in that space? How would it impact the way that people do business um, moving forward in the future? Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's it's not a it's not a matter of will. It already has. You know, mm -hmm. social media has um, impacted not only the way we do business, but the the way we we live our lives mm. nowadays. You know, so how you know how it how it's impacted business well you know there's always two streams um it's impacted business in a in a positive way because mm -hmm. it allows people to um um it it allows businesses to now have a a much more scalable communication system mm -hmm. yeah that can add value to the to your communities to your customers to your and to, and to your prospects um providing you use it in the right way Mm -hmm. Right, providing you do use it in the right way, um, it also helps. It, it, social media makes the world a smaller place. Mm -hmm. So you know, a lot of people that I've um, shared this this knowledge with, they've used it to actually open up opportunities internationally. Mm. Yeah, because you got to remember this this LinkedIn uh, and and Facebook and Twitter. These are global social mm. media uh, networks. There's no reason why you can't use it to. You know, um, uh, benefit the lives of people overseas. Yes. So, you've got you've got um, wonderful, wonderful opportunities if it's used in the right way. But you know, I, on the flip side, I see it used um, uh, and, and impacts people in a negative way as well. You know, people just using it as a way to you know spruik and sell and mm. um, you know you know send spam and all that yes. stuff. You know, and I receive that I receive that communication on LinkedIn on, on a daily basis. Mm. Um, but knowing knowing that LinkedIn have tough um, spam regulations, I just I just report them as spam. <laughs> Sooner or later, they're going to get restricted. So uh, I I have the pleasure in in uh, knowing that a bit of information. Mm -hmm. But you know that's not that's another way um, social media has impacted uh, businesses and and things. You know it's. You know, having having people people spending a lot of time and energy on it and not realizing uh, return on the investment. You know, wasting wasting time. Mm. Uh, um, again, you know, people people using it in a in a way to devalue their brand and their and their uh, the company brand and their personal brand by being too spammy and being too too promotional. Mm. So it's already impacted our lives. It's just a, it's just a matter of you know, do you use it to make a positive impact? 
or do you use it to make a negative impact? Yeah, well, and that's why, you know, like, um, professionals such as yourself um, adds a lot of value to the marketplace because you're educating people, businesses, how to do it properly and how they can get a real ROI. So Jeff, you know, tell us, you know, what um, I know that you've got a business um, that helps business, well, you've got a business that helps businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bit of a tongue twister that one, isn't it? Yes. Um, can, can you tell us more uh, um, about that? Like what services, you know, do you offer and um, how people can learn more about you? Yeah, sure. Look, I mean, I'm all for education. I, I do run um, a lot of uh, public education classes and I get invited to business networking groups and um, wonderful sessions like this where you know, I, can, I can share this information to benefit a wider audience. But when it comes to my agency, uh, which is a social gen, mm -hmm. my agency, unfortunately, I can only work with uh, a, a select group of people. So the businesses that I can help the most are those businesses that have a high value product or service mm -hmm. and target a high value uh, client. So for example, and it, and it must be in uh, B2B as well. So mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I can't help from a, a B2C perspective for, for ongoing or, or managed services. Mm -hmm. So for those business owners or business development managers or, or, or sales directors that um, are working in, in, in businesses where they have very high uh, sales amounts, like if each sale is worth, you know, Ten thousand, twenty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. Then mm. you know I can I can help you best. And mm -hmm. there are what I what I offer is a do it for you model. Mm -hmm. So instead of instead of um, uh, you as a as a, a business owner or or, as a, or a sales director who has to put their attention in, in many other different areas of the business, mm -hmm. um, what I offer are managed services. So I'll do it for you. I will manage your personal brand. So think about it like, think about a, a, a famous movie star or a rock star, someone like Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't manage their own personal brand. They pay publicists, they pay stylists, they pay uh, managers. Mm -hmm. And these people are in charge of representing Brad Pitt to the public, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's in the same fashion. What I do is, is I manage your personal brand so that you are seen as an expert in your chosen subject matter or your chosen industry. The second tier I do for, from there is I then connect you with your ideal avatar. So I will go, I'll build the lead lists, I'll find your, your avatar and I'll appropriately connect with them and I do all of your status updates. So this all falls in part of managing the, uh, the personal brand. Mm -hmm. What I then do is I also organize the offline meetings as well. So, so my clients, all they need to do is worry about meeting with their ideal prospect. That's fantastic because as you, as you share a lot of gems today, there's still a lot of work involved and, and one of the biggest challenge people have is the lack of time. You know, it's like, oh, now I've got to do this, you know, and, and having someone professional like yourself who know what you're doing, who already is getting results to actually manage their, their profile and get it done for them, it, it would just be like, you know, it would be fantastic. It's awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, they they love it. You know, those that are, those that are busy. I mean, like everyone's everyone's different. You get some people that um, you know are really excited about this and, and, and want to do it themselves, and I think that's wonderful. Um, then again, you do have those people that you know uh, are very time poor and prefer to work on the business rather than in the business. Mm-hmm. And for those entrepreneurs and and those business owners and and, and people in their sort of sales roles, mm-hmm. um, they they love my services because yeah, I just do it all for them. And all they need to do is, is turn up to the to the meetings and and, and, and bring in the money. So uh, yeah, yeah so, and and also at the same time, their personal brand gets managed, and, and and they get seen as a as an expert in their industry. Exactly. Which um, which is a which is a byproduct. Yeah. You know, so yes, what I'm hearing with what you're offering is you, you're really helping them with two things. Number one, which is generating the the the, the meetings, which is. Yes fantastic but also you're helping them to to invest in their personal brand and that that really is an investment because that One, goes yes. that goes with you everywhere um from then on so there's a there's a real ROI in that exactly yeah because look it all comes down to your personal brand if your mm-hmm. personal brand is strong think about someone like Richard Branson mm-hmm. or, or or Steve Jobs who, mm-hmm. and, and think about their personal brand and because of that brand what they're able to, who they're able to connect with. Exactly. You know, and how many um, doors they can open. Exactly. You know, now you're, getting the, now you're getting the picture. So having a strong personal brand will outright eliminate your competition. Mm. Yeah. And also it helps to accelerate. This is, a, this is another byproduct in terms of why um, people love using social gen services is because it accelerates the, the sales cycle. Some of these clients that have high-value businesses, they've got sales cycles that are three months, four months, five mm. months, six months. Yeah? yeah. By having a strong personal brand to the right audience, by the time they meet you, they already know who you are, what you do, and what value you can add them. Mm-hmm. So in, in many cases, it cuts the whole sales cycle in half. Yes. So something that takes normally three months, a month and a half. Mm. Something that takes normally six months, three months. Um, and that in itself is, you know, adds massive value to, to be business. Totally cool. Well, Jeff, you have been super generous in this in this interview. You have shared some really, really good insights, some action items that people can take right after listening to this podcast. So I I, I really appreciate it, and I want to I want to say thank you. So what we're going to do is we are going to um, include a link to your website um, in the show notes so people, you know, can, you know, who wants to learn more about you and the services that Social Gen offers, they can, you know, click there and go to your website and learn more. So Wonderful. Jeff, thank you so much. And I'll also give you a link so to my, um, mm-hmm. my, my LinkedIn profile as well. So yeah. those, are the, those that are interested in connecting with me on, on LinkedIn, yes. uh, that would be wonderful as well. Awesome. So, Jeff, thank you so much for uh, for your time. Really appreciate it. And you have, um, you know, a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs> thank you, Lisa. Thank you for inviting. A lot of fun. And I uh, hope you have a great day as well. Cheers. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Content Maximizer podcast. You can get a full transcript of this episode, plus access to a lot more free online marketing tips at contentmaximizer.com. See you at the next episode.